You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Yeah. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Diablo's Den, episode number two. Number two. And we have a very special episode for smart people all over the world. <laughs> we have uh, two good friends of mine. I, I, I consider my brothers. Like, uh, one of my closest friends, Sasha Jenkins. Hi. <laughs> and this guy sitting right across from me, who's a real good guy. <laughs> it's on tonight, my, my friend Drew Stone. What's up? Now that you got me all fucking pissed off. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you both yeah. to Sasha and Drew for joining us for episode number two. Um, before we jump in, I just want to also start by thanking everyone who supported episode one. Thank you so much. Uh, we got some great feedback. We we're very excited. So keep on checking us out. Diablosdenpodcast.com. Sign up for the email list. Get the subscribe, episodes delivered. Subscribe to the YouTube, right? Right to, yeah, get the episodes delivered right to your email box. So definitely, you know, if you're catching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, share it. Uh, follow us on Facebook, all that stuff. Follow, follow, follow. And we're going to get the corporate stuff out of the way with our sponsor. And yes, our sp- hold on. Lord Jewish, hold it down. That's dope, Lord <laughs> now, that, that First of all, that was uh, me and Chubbs and Black Dave, uh, Killers Remix from uh, Ice-T uh, Colors. That's dope. That's on my mixtape coming out. That's awesome. Called the Diablo's Way mixtape. That's how I keep it in the streets. I love it. And now, what are we talking about? We are talking about the people that make this show happen for us. Our sponsor, Oak and Crow. Give them the theme song. Oak and Crow Coffee. Oak and Crow Coffee. (laughs) Drink that Oak and Crow Coffee now. There you go. So, guys, definitely big shout out to Oak and Crow Coffee. Go to their website. Oakandcrowcoffee.com. Oakandcrow.com. Use discount code. TMS. And save 10%. So big ups to Jake and Oak and Crow for hooking us up on the first episode and the second episode. And he's Puerto Rican. And he's Puerto Rican, which and vegan, vegan Puerto Rican, (laughs) vegan. Awesome. Let's Let's jump into the show. So episode two. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. And also when you when you go to Oak and Crow, go there. Go to my my line of coffee called Diablo's Dark Roast. Yes. Now I don't know about your friends in hardcore or bands that have their own coffee line, but I do. So I'm just saying. I'm stepping up into other different ventures, all right? Yo, if, you need so, to, if you need to get amped up. Need to get amped up. It's like a swift kick in the face. <laughs> and Sasha said, don't sleep. Right. <laughs> awesome. Don't sleep. So let, let's go ahead and introduce our guest really quick. Danny, why don't you go ahead and, uh, 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 and let everybody know who's with us? Well, as, as I'm saying, I got two people here special, they're good friends, and uh, these guys are really in the background of a lot of shit. A lot of shit you don't even know about music 
And these guys been there. They've been in the hardcore punk scene. They know about graffiti. They know about fucking uh, hip hop. They know about film. And, they, yep. and, and these guys, they don't know, but looking at them, they look total opposites, but they have a lot in common. Yes. So they got, you, they got you, a lot of factors in common. You, you two, first of all. We you, actually do. They both, both of you guys come from parents who were, who were fathers who were into film, right? That's right. True. And, and you guys definitely both have some kind of Jewish tie next to each other. True, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. True, right? Both of you. I'm, Ju- I'm Jewish. He's black. We're like paisans. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. But also, you guys know um, your history and how to talk to people. A lot of people in, in, in nowadays don't 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 know how to do that, and it, it upset people. But you guys definitely know how to talk to people and, and get people to, to uh, release things. You know what I mean? Like information. You know, what I mean? and you guys film. Do documentaries, true, amazing, right? Right? Done a few, absolutely. Yeah, so tell, Do- no, Sasha, tell he's me. done many. Yeah. I've done a few. So listen, yeah, listen. <laughs> I, <laughs> listen. I'm going to say right now, both of you guys, Sasha, you first. Tell me what, what documentaries you have done. Did a film called Fresh Dressed about the Dope. history of hip hop, which fashion. was awesome. If you've not seen that, definitely check that out. It's, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. Uh, I did a film called Burn Motherfucker Burn. Yes. About the so-called riots cool. in Los yeah. Angeles. That's on Showtime On Demand. I did a film called Word is Bond. Word is Bond. Uh, about rappers and rap lyrics. Showtime On Demand right now. Yes. I did a series with Netflix called Rapture. Yes. We were just talking uh, about we were just that. just talking about that. I directed the episode with Nas. And yeah, Davies. Queens, baby. And I'm in the middle of finishing a four-part Wu-Tang documentary. Hey, yes, that's, that's all. Dope. Wu-Tang. <laughs> Wu-Tang's for the children. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. For the children. See, that's, that, that's just a little bit of Sasha Jenkins. Now, just don't tell what you did. Uh, as far as documentary films yes. go, jeez, um, I directed XXX All Ages XXX, the Boston hardcore film. Oh, yes, yep. yeah. true, true. Um, true that. On um, on Netflix right now, I have a film I directed called "Who the Fuck Is That Guy?" The fabulous journey yes, of Michael Lago. <laughs> Yes, Michael Lago. I love you, Michael Lago. Of course, I directed the New York Hardcore Chronicles film. That's yes, that's right. You de- know, de- de- definitely. Oh, the oh the drama. All the drama, but oh, the, listen, oh, the, no matter what, you did it. People say, I love when people say, "Hey, you got a you got a podcast. You got to do it this way." Like, motherfucker, shut the fuck up yeah, and do fuck your own those, podcast. Yeah, right. Those clients, do, like, you guys, I, you guys, you did something great for the scene, and it, yeah. it bothers me. People should be. Behind you, 110 percent. Listen, and, and I think, and I think Sasha would agree that in, uh, you need to have a strong chin when when you're doing what we do. And uh, a lot of critics. Th- there's 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 always going to be you know a couple of clowns that talk out the side of their neck, but it, to me, it's far outweighed you know by the people that love you. You know that yeah. yeah. In lack of a better term, yeah, love yeah. Lo- love love the work and. And, you know, people come across the board and say, you know, what you're doing means a lot. And uh, we're, we're, we're like, uh, we're like um, archaeologists, yeah. you know. And then uh, I have another film coming out December um, 9th. Yes. That's uh, the New York Hardcore Chronicles film 1.5. That's, that's, that's uh, the stuff that didn't make it to the other ones? Well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you could say oh, the different, stuff. Different interviews with different people? Different interviews, different people. It's like if you love New York Hardcore, yeah. this thing's going straight oh. to Amazon and iTunes. Dope. And um, uh, the world premiere is at Brooklyn Bazaar on December 9th. And then uh, next week, I'm going to Israel. I'm, I'm yes, shooting Homeland. A- back to the Homeland. <laughs> back to the Homeland. It's like going back to Africa for me, I guess. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, you know, I, I've never been kind of. <laughs> so listen. And, but I'm, I'm shooting a film now called, I'm starting a film called The Jews and the Blues. 
Oh, Jews at the blues scene. The Jews and the blues. That's cool. True. What, 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 hold on, turn around. That's what I have to say. I'm to talk. What's up? What's up, Dow? So, yo, I. Like, <laughs> I doesn't talk now. I always like to kick off our episodes real quick. A, a lot of got positive feedback. People just enjoy what we're listening to. So I'm going to kick it off, and then we'll start uh, asking some questions. So, uh, some new music. I've been checking out the new Sick of It All. They just released a new Sick record. Sick of It All, Queens, baby. Um, I just gotta say, I love Sick of It All. Craig ahead, I love you. Craig is awesome. We got to tour with those guys once. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Love Sick of It All. New record is awesome. You should check it out. They took me on, out of Queens, those guys. See? See? They, they put you on. They put, they, actually, they put me on. And I've been rocking, too, that new Drug Church record. I don't know if anybody's heard that. The record Dr- called Cheer. Say again? You'll love the, na- wait, the wait, name. Wait, alone the name alone should get you interested. Dr- drug it's called Church? Drug Church. <laughs> it is dope. Where are they from? They are from Brooklyn. But I oh, guess come on, you know, bro. They're not from look, Brooklyn. They're Brooklyn. not really. Patrick's, I think, from Albany. But you know, that's a little far from Brooklyn. Listen, it sounds like <laughs> old Goo Goo Dolls with Lou Collar from Sick of It All singing. It is dope. You got to check it out. Drug Church. I'm telling Tr- you now. Drug Church. Yo, Patrick. What's I'm up? I'm telling bro? you now. Yo, they scanned a lot of records uh, this uh, week. All right, that's a great yeah, listen, record. This goes out to Drug Church. Because, uh, <laughs> I uh, value your my music opinion. M- right. Musical. Taste. And then the last thing I've just been listening to, you know I'm a music guy, is that new Modern Life is War, Volume 2, the new 7-inch on Death Wish is sick. So please check out all three of those records. Jay Reason really knows his shit, uh, Listen, man, somebody's got to keep uh, Isaac up to date with what's happening with new bands. So I'm going to try to do that. Uh, let's go around the table. What have you been listening to or, I, or you've been working on? Shit? I've been working on what I've listening to. I've, I've, sorry, man. I've been listening to Sizz and Cope. <laughs> but besides that, uh, uh, you're in the studio, right? Studio all the time. I do, I'm doing a... This is crazy. I just uh, finished an album with Mars. Mars is from the... That's dope. The whole Juggalo Holocaust stuff. So it's crazy that I crossed that world. But, you know, I might as well just take a whole bunch of steroids and wrestle. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the, the Hebrew hammer. I don't know. The, the, the Hebrew the, hammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Danny Diablo is my signature movie, The Hebrew hammer. What about you, Sasha? What do you got? <laughs> New or old? What are you rocking, man? I know people always tell, like what, to... tell, about, tell about 1865. Well, I just got the test press on my my uh, my album. I'm in a, a new band called the 1865. Awesome, crazy. Like tell if, us a little about that. If the Foo Fighters met the Bad Brains at a black woman's hair salon, oh, shit. that's what it would sound. It's, like. it's crazy. Some, some, I'm into that. Some uh, crazy stuff. So we're on uh, surprise, surprise we're on Mass Appeal Records. Awesome. Um, we just played Irving Plaza uh, with Styles P and Dave East oh, for shit. this uh, benefit uh, hoodies for the homeless, and it was like. I don't know what the capacity there is. It's a lot of kids, and they were all there for a hip-hop show, and they're all looking at us yelling 6 9 like we're on some fucking weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, yo, listen, you guys all buy your fucking Metallica shirts at Target. We're going to play some rock and roll for you tonight. And the kids were into it. like, Because all these kids, 6 9 whatever, it, it has rock and roll energy, right. but they yeah. don't know rock and roll. Right. Right. So you see them processing the shit, and they're into it. So it was it was encouraging. We got a lot of love. That's so. awesome, man. I'm looking forward to listening to that. What about yeah. you, Drew? What are you, what are you rocking? <sighs> New shit, old shit, anything? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm practicing. I'm rehearsing um, uh, the, the premiere of the, of the film that I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a set of um, uh, Minor Threat songs. Oh, sick. So uh, it, the, 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 the group's called Seeing Red. And it's me and Mike Dijon from Queens. Nice. From Shout out to Mike Dijon. <laughs> Mike, Dijon. Mike Dijon. Mike Dijon. Crown of Thorns and, uh, you know, everything else. And a Goat that used to be in uh, Murphy's Law and in uh, The Misfits. And he's Shout out to Goat. Now. And, uh, and Jimmy X that was in Leeway. 
So poodle, poodle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So nice throwback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to look at the back of the record and see that dude. And be like, hey, oh. bro. You know. <laughs> Leeway, that was Storia, Storia, hey, baby, Storia. And, and everyone in the band but me is from Astoria. Oh, they so, all, everyone in the band works at the fucking the the the, 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 the rehearsal studio. <laughs> 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 and we rehearse. And we rehearse. I should laugh, but that shit is funny. And we rehearse it as. And we rehearsed at Astoria Soundworks. Astoria yeah. Soundworks. In Astoria, Queens. But New sponsor. So New York Hardcore <laughs> New York sponsored by Astoria Soundworks. <laughs> so just been smashing around with That's some great. minor threat songs. And um, but as far as what I'm listening to, um, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Americana nice. and folk and blues, like uh, Woody Guthrie and um, Lightning Hopkins, a lot of old blues and stuff. Um, I've been researching a new film I'm doing, so... I love that stuff anyway. You know, if you like, like newer stuff, you should check out this dude, Ryan Patrick White. Dude released an awesome record called Dying in Deep River, Americana. The production is sick. The vocals and the songwriting are amazing. Like, I'll have to, to, uh, to set you off with that. The, the kid is super talented. But if, you're, if you love that kind of stuff, this, this record blues, is right, right, right kind of stuff. All day. What's that? I asked Sasha if he listened to blues. Muddy Waters. I like Mississippi John Hurt. Yeah, all that. That's, um, a, that's and, some ill shit right there. Yeah, all that. I mean, as far as hardcore goes, like, uh, yeah, I'm at a fucking hardcore show every other night. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to listen to the shit. I was trying to turn. Uh, I was trying to turn Danny on to Mind Force last episode. Oh, wait, 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 he wait, hadn't wait, heard them yet. What happened? They're great. See, at least so, I, I don't know. New album just came out. I'm sorry, bro. They bring Hardcore it. Band? Yeah, yeah. Mind Force. Wait, wait, wait. Just dropped the new album. Today. Said they are Sasha. brilliant. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're great. Sounds like burn, kind of like it's dope, dude. They're great, Sash. Yeah. I, I, they, they really. So they now, got, now, now, you know, and you know what? You know what's interesting? What they do sound like since we're on this up a little bit. Yeah. They got like a little bit of a leeway. It's like the the the, the kid that sings. Jay sounds Peter, a, yeah. Jay Peter sounds a little bit like Eddie Sutton, but they sort of have a real Metallica. The guitar well, player that, is that, very Metallica. That Poughkeepsie '90s thing going on, which is from White Trash. Yeah, like Poughkeepsie. Uh, Poughkeepsie you know. That's your town, my kid. <laughs> what? Fuck out. The home, the home of where you had the worst show of your life. As worst show of my life. <laughs> and a chance. Been, a lot of bad stuff happened in my life. Yo, Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie's still going off, man. Yeah, I love Poughkeepsie. Still, scene, Hudson Valley still, scene is, is what's up. Still, great dudes. like listen, that place still is whack as fuck, but still the nice people that live there. <laughs> Yo, we. <laughs> that, 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 dun, dun, dun. That. Shout out to Poughkeepsie. Shout out to Poughkeepsie. Chris, Christian. Shout out to Chance. Christian from Fear Factor went to use the ATM. He walked out of the venue back in the day, and he got held up. Really? <laughs> wow. That was a rough area around the still is. Right? It still, still is. is. Yeah. It's played, fucking Crack Street right I there. Play, I played there with FTW, and, uh, and it was like only our friends there. <laughs> and, the, and the bartenders gave us all night. All we did was drink, drink uh, Jägermeister, and, and it was just a crazy... It was, it was kind of sad. It was kind of sad, but we had a good time. Can I ask a question? Yes. Sasha, what what's the the back? Can you what's the background with, with you and Isaac? Uh, how did you guys grow up? You guys grew up together. You, it, so, like, so Sasha, what's it's, the background? Spit, there? spit, spit knowledge them. We went to Bryant High School together. Which to explain what Bryant High School is to these people around the world. You know, it's in Woodside, Queens. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, home of uh, what? Ethel Merman went to our high school. Nice. Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. Bunch of people went to our high school. Michael from Good Times. Michael from Good, good uh, Times is the Carol best. Carol O'Connor. 
One sort of thing. Uh, and where was it? In Woodside? Uh, it's in Archie Woodside. Bunker. Archie okay. Bunker. Uh, Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts. Went to school bus, yes. Well, Chaka from Orange Time. Chaka from Burn. So, I went to high school with Isaac and Chaka. I met Chaka first. I met Chaka in the hallway, and he had a black book, or I had a black book as well, and a friend of mine had a black book. He's like, yo, you right? <laughs> so then, and then maybe I ran into him in the village again, and then Chaka was always a kid who was way more industrious and cooler and was out there. So he was going to hardcore shows. I was into skating. He wanted to get into skating, and he was already into hardcore. So we kind of switched up. We kind of put him, me and my friend Haji put him on the skating a little bit, and then he took me to hardcore shows. I didn't know what it was. Ironically, though, I went to junior high with John Kelly from Urban Waste. So I was a, a black kid who liked rock, right? And so he would always, I'd be drawing graffiti, and he'd be drawing UWs. And I'm like, what's this? And so in, like, 1983, he's showing wow. me photos of CBGBs, and he's like, I'm in a band called Urban Waste. I didn't know what Urban Waste was. So right, then right. That's cool. When That's I eventually cool got into hardcore, I was like, yo, I know this guy. Right. And then I ran into him on the train. And, and so then years later, maybe six years ago, I reconnected with him, and I went to his house. You told me that. And... He was like, let me show you something. And he pulled out this um, little address book back in the day. You know, people had address books. Yeah. And my name was on one page, and Dave Grohl's name was on the other no page. No shit. So he had my mother's phone number still in his address book. So, you know. That's crazy. But going back to Bryan High School, so, like, Ezek was in my gym class. <laughs> and, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. And he was, you no, know, we were in the locker room. Locker room, remember right? that? And he came in with a Cro-Mag shirt or agnostic front <laughs> shirt. Agnostic front shirt. He had agnostic, agnostic front shirt. And I was like, yo, what do you know about that? He's like, what do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he opened up his locker and he had like tags and shit. I was like, oh, you write graffiti too? Right. So then we kind of connected and then I introduced him to Chaka. And Chaka was the guy who put me on. And then I think we eventually Probably took Ezek to CBGB. So. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you said this in, in, in the New York Hardcore Chronicles film. You fell in with these guys and they brought you to your first hardcore show? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's but I, don't, were, I don't know if a lot of people would actually even think that, right? Just from, it gets even crazy. Sasha was doing the first graffiti fanzine. Not the yeah. first, the third. No, well, to me, it was the first. <laughs> the third. For me, it was the first one I've seen. Right. Right, and and, and then I had pictures in it too. What was the name? Of, do you remember the name of that? It's called it? Graphic Scenes in Explicit Language. So, but Sick. but yeah. that came out of Chaka and Freddie Alva had a uh, a compilation called the New Breed, New Breed compilation. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So it was a cassette that came with a, a black and white booklet. So I asked them where they got it printed because I wanted to do a zine, and I asked my mom for eight hundred bucks, which was a lot of money for my it's mom. It's still <laughs> a lot of money now. <laughs> she, you know, I said I wanted to do this thing, and my mom somehow scraped together eight hundred bucks. That's, That's amazing. amazing, and that led to all the stuff shout that out, I do today. Shout out to your mom. Shout yeah. out. I think that um, what a cool story, Sasha. Thanks for for yeah. sharing that yeah. part. And, cool. and, and and I think that we mentioned we've this has come up before, but I'll say it again: is that was sort of a crucial time because that's when sort of the graffiti and the New York hardcore was sort of connecting. And, and then it's sort of, you, you had a cross-pollinization -pollin from the people in the graffiti scene that sort of, you know, went sniffing around the hardcore scene and kids that were into graffiti were like, yo, let me check this hardcore shit out. And, and so that was sort of a real crucial crossroads right there. It, 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 it was, to me, it's weird because I got into graffiti way before hardcore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. graffiti, from where I'm from, from Jackson Heights and uh, from growing up, I'll go on the trains to like the orthodontist when I was a little kid, like 13 years old. I was on the train by myself, and that's where I got 
looking at all these uh, subway cars and just like in the neighborhood. So to me, graffiti was part of my life before everything. So it's like it's like before I got to music, I was playing basketball every day. I didn't know, I didn't care about uh, music or anything. I just cared about the Knicks. You know, saying like that, it's just part of my life. You know what I mean? Well, it's all culture. Like you know, yeah. me growing up in Queens yeah. back then, Queens, New York was pretty segregated, right? Yeah. And I I moved to Queens when I was like seven. From, Where are you from? From Maryland. See. From from Silver Spring, Maryland. Shout right? out to Maryland. So my mom told me to go outside and play. I went out with a Nerf football. And everyone had magic markers, and it was like, "What is this?" You know. <laughs> so, graffiti and all that stuff was a part of the culture. There was a guy named PK, yeah, well Queen known story. Queens dude, gave me my first marker when I was like ten years old. Yeah, that's dope. But the crazy thing is, growing up in Astoria, because I was into graffiti, and back in those days, kids would play football with other neighborhoods, like would get equipment to touch. So we would go and play the quote-unquote white boys in Astoria Park. Well, a lot of those white boys were like the leeway dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's the kids that the, the one that's the throw ups? Yeah, TSS guys. TSS guys, yeah. You know all those guys. You look at a KB. Yeah, you look at a, a film like A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Best movie yeah. in the world. I get chills because yeah, yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. go to night pool. Yeah. I used to hop the train. Like all these things that are very Shout to Ditto. true yep. to like a story of life. Yeah. At least what I knew beyond my neighborhood because I was a graffiti writer and so I was socialized with other kids in ways that. Yeah. So graffiti was actually Helped very you, positive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it helped you network with people that you didn't know and got you out of your neighborhood. In right. ways. Absolutely. I, I went to public high school. I went to public. I went to public school in New York as well. I was born in Forest Hills, and I grew up in in, in uh, Manhattan and in the Bronx. I went to uh, John F. Kennedy High School in the Bronx uh, in Kingsbridge for a while. But you know, uh, back then, uh, just going to public high school in um, New York City, it's sort of uh, growing up in that in that atmosphere. You know, is uh, uh, how do you put it? It, How can I put it? Is that in a certain way for me, growing up the way I did, a lot of boundaries were were, were torn down. Like, right, like the race racism was always very foreign to me. You know, I got my ass kicked by everybody growing up in public, you know, in in public school. But, but that's because you're a wise ass. (laughs) (laughs) But, but nothing to do with race. (laughs) But, but but public school, you know, uh, really, you know, tore down those those sort of. There was no. Yeah, you know, and that kind of thing, and then and music also. Once, once, uh, you know, getting into music, I mean, that's that's sort of like the the least common denominator, you know. Well, I, my my thing is this: like in Jackson Heights, I grew up where I grew up. Uh, I always grew up the way I grew up. I mean, like I never looked. My mother, I never looked at people with just colors. And yeah, stuff exactly. Like that because my mother's dark is dark as right. Sasha. I mean, my, my, and so when Sasha first came to my house, tell the story when he came to my house to so make everyone laugh right now. Well, I was like, damn, your mom looks like my mom. <laughs> your mom's darker than my mom. <laughs> Much darker. So, so he's like, you're black. You're he, black. Turned around, he turned around me. He was so happy. I said, what? He goes, you're black. Yeah. I was like, I can't. It's a movie. See That's that? fucking you're great. Black. Hey, <laughs> if it goes, great. they say it goes by your mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's an original man right there. For those who don't know. So, so, so growing up, like, like, like like, I grew up, it was never, like, um, how can I say, my mom, like, was very, like, kind of strict, you know what I mean? But it's like, also, oh, your mom was, like, the same thing. She, like, if I if I ever said the N-word drop, which was, like, uh, usually I speak like that, my mom smacks me in the face every time I say it. She's like, stop, don't say that word, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, also for me, uh, my dad grew up in an orphanage on Houston Street. Um, so that explains a lot. Kind of does. <laughs> Kind of does. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, um, I'm like a second generation uh, of that. You know, my dad, uh, you know, really sort of had it rough and growing up in an orphanage and, um, you know, being in the streets. He was in a gang called the Stallions, a Jewish gang in the Bronx. There you, go. you know, That's don't sleep. That's hard. Yeah. Don't sleep. Jew- the, 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 the Stallions, bro. And, ba- and back then. <laughs> the Wanderers. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And, and back then, you, what, what uh, like the stands, they, they were they were like a, like a social club, I guess. That, that's kind of like what they it had was. A little, they had little cards? They had, they had a car that they See. all checked. There was a car. There was a clubhouse. There was jackets. And like, you know, that, that's, how, that's how the Stallions. Oh, hold on. And they had a football team they played in Van Cortland Park. Oh, that's nice. amazing. Wait, I had nothing to do with that, but happy birthday, Caves. <laughs> I thought a social club. Oh. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought yeah. My man, Mr. Caves. That's right. Birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Love you, Michael. Michael. <laughs> happy birthday, Michael. Hey. Hey, yo. Hey, hey. But that's good. But how did, listen, how did, true story, how did you get into doing film? Well... I'll try to make this quick, but um, I um, I went to Emerson College in 1981. To Where's that? In Boston. I went up to Boston to Emerson College to study acting in 1981. As f- a few days into it, I hooked up with somebody in the cafeteria who had his head shaved, and I was like, yo, like, what are you into? Yeah. And he said, hardcore. And I was like, hardcore? Like, what do you mean? Like, like Joan Jett? Like, like Blondie? Yeah. Like, I didn't have a reference to it. You know, like the B-52s. I thought I was, cut, I thought I was cutting edge coming from New York, you yeah. know? And he said, no, no, like Black Flag. And I was like, Black Flag? You mean like the bug spray? Like what? <laughs> and, and so he said, look, why don't you just come with me to a hardcore show yeah. this weekend? So we, we skated to this place, the Media Workshop. Um, and uh, there was like 15 kids there. And uh, it was uh, a band called SSD Control was playing. Yes. And it was like their third show. Is that Dave Smalley? No, no. Who's, who's, no, that's Springer. Who's Springer? Springer. Yeah. Right, right, right. But Dave Smalley. So, but there was 15 kids there. And Dave Smalley was one of them. All right. And I ended up, uh, and as soon as the band was over, uh, the, you know, the guitar player took off his guitar and they approached me. And, you know, because there just wasn't a lot of kids there. And yeah. they were just like, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? What brought you here? And that's the way it was very early on in the early. Yeah. It, there was no, none of this, you know. Yeah, it was know. very, like, it was. they were excited that there was a, new, there, a, a, new, yeah. a new face, a yeah. fresh face. And uh, so I ended up falling in with the SSD control crew. And, um, you know, uh, in Boston. And uh, um, I'm thanked on the kids will have their say. I was part of the original Boston skinhead crew. And then eventually I kind of played out my hand up in Boston. I was in a, I was in a band, the Mighty CEOs, and, and that came to an end. I came, I came back to New York, and uh, I started a band called The High and the Mighty. And uh, we used to play the A7 a lot, and that's how I know Urban Waste. We played with Johnny Kelly and Urban Waste, and that's where I met, you know, the, you know, uh, the doorman was Ray B's. Jimmy, you know, yeah. Jimmy G was the, the DJ. Doug Holland was, was the bartender. And The High and the Mighty used to play the A7. A bunch of times, and then it was from there um, that um, I got asked to join uh, to join Antidote when, when Antidote singer left. And don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. And so so um, I joined Antidote, but I always wanted to be. I always had a fantasy about playing music. And for me, job always meant something in the film business. Yeah, like I worked in a movie equipment rental house. Uh, you know, fixing equipment. I learned how to fix equipment early on. I drove trucks. You know, I went out. You know, in production. But I didn't really, I didn't really have a, uh, I didn't really care. To, you know, I had a fantasy about fucking being in a band. You know, right, right. And what happened was, from being in the band and playing so many shows with so many other bands, I hooked up with somebody else um, who uh, 
the guitar player in the Chromags, uh, Paris Mayhew, who, who was going to school to be a cameraman. And one day he approached me and said, hey, um, I got this band that's asking me to um, do a video for them. You know, you want to help me? Do you want to produce it? Now, at the time, I was a stage manager in a film stage in Manhattan. And the boss said, if you rent any of the film equipment outside the building, I'll split it with you. So I was getting the equipment outside. I had a van and doing these little gigs. And I built up enough money first to incorporate myself, uh, Stone Films NYC, you know, you know, do that whole bit. And then Paris came to me just, it was just one of those things where this, you know, the things kind of lined up. He came to me about doing a video and right at that moment I had enough money. I got, I got an insurance policy, a million dollar insurance policy. So you can, so you can rent camera gear and stuff like that. And he asked if I'd be interested um, in doing a video for a band called Biohazard. Yes, so yes. I want to I wanna talk where, about that's where I met right, you. right. And I, I want to talk and, about that whole era too. Uh, crazy and, but, but but let me just finish yeah, with that. So <laughs> so you know that's how. And then we went on this great run of doing music videos. Uh, originally, Paris was directing. I was producing through Stone Films MIC. Yeah. We did Biohazard, Punishment, Shades of Grey. Yeah. And then um, Rush. Um, then Rush Man. Biohazard was managed by Rush Management. Scott. Onyx. With, with, yeah, Onyx. And then somebody had the, 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 the bright idea over there, probably Russell Simmons, let's get the Rock and Roll White Boys to do the Onyx Slam video. And we did the Onyx Slam video, and it went to number one, and things blew up, and we started doing videos one after the other after the other. Then, uh, you know, Paris uh, left. You know, we did Typo Negative Black number yeah. one and blah, 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 blah. And then me and Paris split, and then I went on as a director from there, Agnostic Front, Gotta Go, the Madball stuff. and So I really sort of backed into the film thing i had a fantasy about music and but you know now you know that that's sort of how it got rolling for doing me music stuff. videos yeah it started with music videos yeah, and, then, the and then and then hip-hop and hardcore mixed together that's crazy yeah well we, we, then you know onyx slam onyx shifty i did the you know, we did the flatliners videos yeah. that we talked about the I other did day a song with flatliners yeah i saw that and uh, Typo Negative Shout Black Number One, Se- Sepultura, Machine Head, uh, The Youngsters with Fat Joe. Yeah, youngsters. Yeah, remember yeah. them? Yeah. All that Roadrunner yeah. stuff. All the Roadrunner stuff. It's yeah, awesome. uh, you know, and, and all that stuff. So had this big run doing music videos. And, and then, you know, and then, you know, I, I was doing them on my own for a while. Agnostic Front, Madball, yeah. Vanilla Ice, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. Toy with Vanilla Ice. Yeah, man, I like, yo. I have, a photo, I have a photo of you and me and Vanilla Ice on that tour. I went to see you play in Massachusetts. Yes. And I got a photo of you, me, and Vanilla Ice, and we're just sitting there. That's, that's, that's my, so funny. He was, he was, he, he he was, was all right, man. He, he was he, on the same know, label he, as Hatebreed during scared, that time. He was scared of my dog, Ajax, at the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, he had a lynx or something, but he was scared of my dog. It was weird. But that's how, that's how it sort of... Shout out to Vanilla Ice. That's awesome. Yeah, hey, I'm always. I meet, I, I, meet, I meet a lot of guys from all over the all over the world through music, and he's one of the guys I just really say he was a cool guy. Yeah, he, no, was. he was always cool. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying he's a cool guy. And shout out to Vanilla Ice. So that's my story. I wanna. I just wanna go back to to what Sasha was talking about the the first zine because I love stuff like that. I think it's cool. Like um, you know, people that make their own things and feel inspired, like to See. create things and don't sort of sit around and wait. So Sasha, can I just like. You want to talk a little bit more about that sort of, you know, initial process of getting the zine started and what your thoughts were and how you kind of collected that idea. So maybe somebody who is listening now, even it. though there's a digital component out there in the world, I still believe in like the physical good, the, you know, the going out to the show, the making a zine, handing out the physical flyer. You know, I think that's an element that's yeah. been missing. So could, could we just talk a little bit about that so younger listeners could maybe put that into their headspace a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's like what the guys in the 5% Nation will say. It's called show and prove right right, right. and so show and prove. 
that's the, the most important thing that I learned from hardcore, actually, and graffiti. Um, once you do something and people see that you've done it and you've done a decent job, people believe in you, then they're willing to help you totally. do something else because they yeah. want to be yeah, right with someone who's actually doing things. So hardcore was happening, and there was a store called See Here on the Lower East Side that had lots of zines. So I'd spend a lot of time in there. There was a zine called The Village Noise which was really great because they had hip-hop. They'd have KRS-One, and they'd have Sick of It All. That's awesome. Um, so I was a huge fan of that zine. And then there were all kinds of hardcore zines. And then there, were the, uh, there was a graffiti zine called the International Graffiti Times. Eventually, it was called the International Get Hip Times because Phase 2, who was one of the founders, yep. is anti the word graffiti, <laughs> which is a whole long conversation. <laughs> so I wrote to Phase 2 as a kid, and I was like, listen, Phase 2, I'm a huge fan of your zine. I want to do one one day too. What's your advice? And this dude wrote me like a six page. That's hmm. amazing. That's this, dope. This man. guy has like the most amazing graffiti hand signature writing, most beautiful, eloquent. Dude took the time out to write me a letter to encourage cool. to That's cool. so cool to encourage me to do it. And so, between writing the phase two and then hitting up Chaka, yeah. like, yo, what what's up with your printer? Phase two. Um, I had the inspiration to do it. And simultaneously, I think I worked on my high school yearbook. And so I learned the process of how to put things together. But it was a really raw zine. It wasn't that deep. No, that's cool, though. But it's it's like you used your sort of like your knowledge from one to like sort of move ahead a little bit in the other space, which is really cool because I think sometimes people don't think in the capacity that, you know, like they might be doing something, but because it's separated, like you're saying in the, in the high school yearbook, they might be like, oh, well, it doesn't really make sense in here, but you're using a lot of the same sort of aspects to make the zine and do those things. And I think sometimes people need to, you know, kind of... Sasha, Sasha, besides being innovative and smart and fucking cool as fuck, he has one of the best hand styles. Like, 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 as a graffiti writer, as a person who sees art all the time, it's like, I can look at Sasha's handwriting and won't get bored. Well... You know, I appreciate that. My mom was a painter, you know, yeah. so my dad was a filmmaker. And my mom is from Haiti, and she was a painter. And um, how, does your, how does your mom say your name? How does she say my name? You <laughs> tell me. Here you go with the mom jokes. Yeah. Sasha! <laughs> <laughs> mom jokes. It's true. But, you know, so my, my, my dad was a filmmaker, and they lived all over the world. So there's a very particular style that Haitian artists have. And so my mom brought, that, Haiti. brought that style to Saudi Arabia and Lebanon and sick. Ethiopia. So her, her, her artwork was a reflection of where she was from, but looking at where she was. So I grew up in an environment where art and creativity was a part so of my lifestyle. So but where, where hardcore comes into it is, like, there's a band called New York Hoods. Mm-hmm. The singer went to our high school. Yeah. And Chaka had made a, um, I was, we were into skating, and he edited together a skate tape video with one of the New York Hood songs. And it was a song I really liked. And I was like, yo, what band is that? He's like, it's New York Hoods. And the guy goes to our high school. I was like, That's what? Sick. Someone went from our high school mm. did this? It, it felt so, like, you know, <laughs> unbelievable. And then he, he made me a mixtape. And out of all the songs that stuck out, Bad Brains stuck out to me. And I said, yo, Love what band brains. is this? He's like, it's Bad Brains, and they're black. I was like, word? I was like, yo, this is amazing. So I bought Eye Against Eye, a beat-up. He sold me a beat-up <laughs> copy of Eye Against Eye for $10 because he just <laughs> wanted me to pay for it. But um, <laughs> yo, And then just as a random side note, in our high school, Tell me the teacher. we had this substitute teacher. Watch this. Chaka's roaming the hallways. I had a, I had a music class. This is back when you can just come into a class. Right. Walk, yeah, right? yeah. We walked. Bryant High School was pretty fucked up. So, <laughs> so there was a kid named Skinhead Randy who was in a band called <laughs> uh, Show Force. 
Show of force. Mike Dijon. Mike Dijon. Randy was Colombian, right? Yeah, but, you know, he had some interesting politics. And Mike Dijon was married to his sister. Was he? I didn't know that. That's his sister. That's crazy. So... So me, Skinhead Randy, and Chaka are talking about bad brains, and the substitute teacher says, what do you know about bad, bad brains? And, Chaka, and Chaka's like, what do you know about bad brains? And he's like, I produced their first record. You know? so and shit. then he said, all right, Chaka said, come through with the record tomorrow, and I'll give you 20 bucks. Guy came through with the with pay to come. This guy Jimmy Quid. Jimmy Quid. Right. Right. Back when you could be a heroin addict yeah. and be a substitute teacher. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace. Rest Jimmy, in peace, Jimmy, Jimmy Quid. Jimmy Quid a substitute teacher. Jimmy yes. Quid that was, produced the Bad Brains. Yes. Pay to come. Yeah. Brian, Holy shit. Brian High School. My high school. B. Right. My Brian High School. Shout, shout so shit was going I, off at Brian High School. Yeah. So I look at everything in my life, all the things I'm involved with, like I had some kind of strange connection to it always without even thinking about i even it. feel like that it's funny you you talk because that's how i feel about with these like i have all these yeah. weird right i have this, the years. i should like, like like this poor guy right here worked for jamie Shoster, right <laughs> so basically jamie be like uh moved me out to connecticut for six months and i hated life because I peace connecticut, connecticut as <laughs> peace connecticut but connecticut's fucked up you ever been to bridgeport we talked about that it's a lot of ricans you should feel good up there yeah, <laughs> Always a Regan shit. A lot of Jews, <laughs> a lot of Jews in Bridgeport too. A lot of fucking craziness in Bridgeport, man. People get Wait, killed. Wait, why, in why yeah. the gunshots when I say Regan? <laughs> or was Come that on. for the Jews? Was the gunshots for the Jews? Come or the on, Regans? Papa, that's not cool. Check, check this out. Check this out. So this poor guy used to have to have to like babysit me, and J- Jamie Joster. <laughs> oh, like, too. He used to babysit me, and it used to be get so crazy, bro. But it was crazy because imagine, like, dude, so. I come from Connecticut, you know, pretty whatever, you yeah. know, hardcore where, kid. Where in Connecticut? I'm, I'm like just outside New Haven, Orange, Connecticut. What, small. What's it called? Orange, Orange Connecticut. Orange. It's like a super small suburb. Orange. 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 I'm orange. But it's funny because I was saying to Danny, like, you know, we used to take the Metro North in and go see, like, go to like Coney Island High, the wetlands, all that's sort of more my era. Um, and, you know, it's just all these little points like this, the Jamie thing. Then it's like the podcast with this dude. Like, Drew, I've interacted with you a bunch of times over the years of the shows. Like, Sasha, I've watched all your projects so I feel like that you know ego going back to ego trip reading ego trip yeah. uh, so it's cool I, I love when people say that there's this connection between things and time and oh, it's, you know it's, it's just it's, cool I think that totally. I think uh, just to touch on what Sasha was saying which which I think is, is yeah, it, really there's there's a real currency to it is the uh, part of the hardcore ethos is get up get out and make exactly. shit yep. happen yeah, don't fucking do sit it, around and wait yourself. for something to be handed to you do, do it yourself. and you know I'm coming out of the first wave of, of American hardcore and that was really the strongest initial message that came to me was that nothing's going to be handed to you. You know, book a show, yeah, make, make, it the, happen. make the make flyers yourself, post the flyers yourself. And, and, I, and incredibly, you know, at 50 years old, I still carry that ethos with me to this day, even making a lot of the films yeah, that yeah, I make. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like you have to, especially with, you, you know, with the way digital is, man, I feel like more than ever you have to be out there interacting on a human component going out to the shows you know dude there's there's a lot to be said for facetiming with people and interacting in person you know all all the followers in the world and the likes in the world i feel like doesn't replace a five-minute conversation face to face well that's that's part of the issue here is, is what i think what i think what is waning is community and culture yeah, I mean, people I, think that a fucking heart on the internet. Yes, and people get all emotional. Oh, he didn't. She didn't like my thing. Right, or, they unfollowed me. Like, <laughs> I don't do social media because right. if, if, I'm you, not in touch you with do you. Not, yeah. 
I'm just not in touch with you. That's how it used to be. Like, it doesn't mean I don't love you. doesn't mean I don't want to talk to you. It's just that people go through different phases in life. I'm yeah. in a different phase. Maybe I, we'll connect again sometime soon. I, uh, people, uh, listen, my, my thing is this. Like, I'm, uh, New York hardcore is very in your fucking face. I love, mean, listen, I, I, I want, love that shit, love motherfucker. I, I want to tell you about it. I've been all over the world three times over. I've been every other scene. New York hardcore out of hardcore music is the, the best scene in the world. I don't give a fuck what you say, Boston, all that shit to me. They, to me, when, no, I love, listen. Now, I'm, now. I'm tell, Boston to me. I love Boston. Listen, you guys better stop it right now. No, I know. I'm just listen, saying. Boston to me is, is like going to like jocks. So my, my, my thing is I wasn't cool with jocks in school. So when I see like all that weird shit, it looks like, and it, to me, never, never think. I got, I got DMS who are Boston, like a lot of Boston friends. You mean? But to me, New York hardcore is Dillis. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying this. As, but what as, does that mean? What is that? What do you mean by that? As in the street shit. As in, uh, as in the most realest people. You mean? As in, to, to, you, you say, listen, I'm a different generation. You are the older generation. I'm right under you. No, I, right. Listen, my take on it from being an archaeologist and making these films is a lot of <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people and a lot of scenes, like the DC scene, yeah. like Ian and them, those are guys that kind of got into it and then look back on it now like, oh, that was a, that was a time of my life. And they're, they're, I don't want to say they're ashamed of it, but they sort of look at it like, that was a time, a little, sort of like a juvenile time when I was a teenager, and I've moved on to other things. I, I get that. And, and it, there's a lot of scenes, I think, that, 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 that are like that. The thing about New York Hardcore is it, it, it span, it's still current, it's still happening, and it has a it has a long history, and not to sound corny, but there is, and, and of course hypocrisy is a big part of this thing. But um, there's a family aspect to it here in New York. And look, we just did the we just did the Jimmy G benefit in the park. Three thousand was an awesome show. Three thousand people were there, including the fucking mighty Boston's from Boston. Yes, I went to my, that's my man. All right. I'm, listen, I have nothing against Boston. I, that's my man. I'm more of a Brockton person. <laughs> Club 121. So, I'm not just saying. I'm, listen, Brockton. I'm more Club 121. I'm more of Brockton. I love 121. Todd, XXL. You, yo, guys, guys. Yeah, Todd, you rest in peace. Todd, you rest in peace. We lost a great person. Since one, the, last the best recording. guitar player in New York hardcore history. We, I'm sorry. Right, so, so we just did the Todd thing. We, we, we did the Jimmy thing. We did we did the rabies tribute the year before. Yes. We did the Dr. No thing the year before that. Yes. You know, me and Cuz. And uh, people turn up in New York, and we're still doing shit, and we're still making shit happen, and we will continue to. That's awesome. Yes. But, but New York hardcore is the best thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Listen, you can talk. I, I've been, I lived in California. Shit's cool. You it's know, your scene. It, it, it is my scene. It's your scene, it's where, and you it love it. Scene. I say it. Police the scene, do everything. <laughs> Fuck the Proud Boys. Right. Can we say that? Yes. I want to talk... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about any of that shit. I want to go. Uh, I just had to say that because people, people are like, why did you say something? Listen, listen. Say, all right, that's all, right. all. I love you guys. I want to talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to talk ego my trip. Hardcore fans. I want to talk ego trip. Sasha's so, magazine, first magazine. Tell first of all, tell who you used to work with, Elliot Wilson. Yes, and we went to school with Elliot Wilson too. We went to I went high to, school with Elliot I went to Wilson. High school with Elliot Wilson also. Fellow light-skinned person like yourself. <laughs> yes, light-skinned. Black Greek and Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. Very he, unique his, his combination. Hair, his hair is way nicer than mine. He's got better hair than you? He's better hair than me. Look, check this out. Hold on. Now, see. <laughs> How's that look? How's that look right now? Listen, you look it's like, like Frederick Douglass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like but let's talk I'm, about I'm, it. I'm in, man. I'm Listen, down. I, I guess, I'm down my black roots. Here. Here's how you got to think about your hair, Danny. Here's yeah. a new way to think about your Pink, hair. Please. <laughs> your hair is actually superior. 
because yes. it is strong. It is strong. It's not weak. It's not weak. Right? There's nothing wrong with having my like, hair. My your hair is will be fra- has, forever. Your <laughs> hair has. Yo, the skull will just have the afro, <laughs> right? <laughs> my fucking teeth and my hair outlaws everything. You have strong curls. Your hair is very healthy. It's, it's not. It's, it's, no, it's I'm good saying, hair. It's, it's beautiful. good hair. Beautiful hair. It's beautiful hair. So you got to think look, of it. Who says hair is not beautiful? <laughs> so, 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 no, he's saying he's uh, that this other guy has nicer hair than him. Oh, I can't. I don't. No, I don't but know. my hair. My hair. I'm saying my hair looks good. Who's been telling you to grow Who's your shit out for years? You, me. you, you, me. My, my girl, you, and my mom says grow, That's grow right. Yeah. That's right. Have you ever had your hair that long? Yeah, longer. I had my hair, I, I had my hair this, like, the last time I had, 2001 was the last time I had a big yeah, It looks great. Thank you. It looks great. So, Ego Trip. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Ego Trip. So, right, the trajectory go. was, I, I did the graffiti zine, and uh, one of the last issues, I did a music review in it, because I wanted to transition into something else. Then I went to this community college called Ulster County Community College in Stone Ridge, New York, on the other side of the bridge, and not far from Woodstock. And I worked on the school newspaper, and I got the bill once, and it was like 600 bucks. What? So I did a year there. I came back to New York and started a (laughs) hip-hop newspaper called Beatdown, (laughs) which was like the first hip-hop newspaper ever. Did that for like a year or so with my partner, Haji, who I grew up with. We, We had a falling out. Six months later, I launched Ego Trip with Elliot Wilson. Which is yes. so sick. And I got the money from Henry Chalfont, who is the man oh, yeah. behind Style Wars and hey, Subway you did, Art. You did, a book Style. With him. you did a book with him. I did a book with him years later, but I went to him like Columbus. Maybe it's the wrong analogy, but I went <laughs> Oh my God. I went to him asking for, you know, I need uh, 10 grand. And I said, for 10 grand, I can buy a computer and I can print one issue of my magazine and I know that I'll be able to get advertising because. The last thing I did was beat down. It was all hip hop, but Ego Trip was more reflective of my interest, which was right. skateboarding, yeah. hardcore. Blah, That's blah, why blah. I loved about that zine. It covered, or the magazine, it just covered so much stuff. I I didn't know you at the time, or even think I'd be sitting with you. But dude, I bought. And there was like thirteen issues, I think. Yeah, so. yep. I, I don't almost, even have them. It's yeah, sad. I mean, I had a couple of them, and I, I mean, I, dude, I, that I, shit was I, so I was awesome. Huh? I was in one, one or two, right? I think so. Yes. Yep, definitely. I remember driving to New Haven to get that at this little, you know, like just some newsstand back then because you can get it. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. So I did Ego Trip, and then we did a book called The Book of Rap Lists. There you go. That did well. And then we were like, what's our next book going to be? And then we wound up doing a book called The Big Book of Racism, where we pretty much made fun of everybody. Yeah. Yep. And then someone gave this woman, Christina Norman, who was Big Cheese at VH1, a copy of our book. And you got and it. I and I went the show. She the show. loved it. <laughs> Which I love. And then that led, that to, led, the led to all the television yeah, show, right? that led to all the television Yo, stuff. Let's talk about the white rapper show. Let's talk about the white yeah, rapper show. Let's talk about let's the talk white rapper show. Let's go. Because right, so, so. Yvonne wanted us, shout out to Yvonne, I, was Yvonne, like, please ask Sasha about the white rapper show. What do you want? I don't, know, I don't know about he the just, white I rapper remember, show. Hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. On. I remember searching there, mm-hmm. right, being a, a judge, right? Right. Proud Jew. Proud Jew. I remember Everlast came up for once, right? Whitey Ford. Ill Bill came up. With, with uh, I believe, with Everlast. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so tell me. What was the premise? Well, I had done, we had done a series called race Arama with VH1. And it was one of those talking head shows where people, mm-hmm. and it explored race. So right. one Christmas Eve, they took us, the VH1 executives took us to dinner and like, yo, what do you guys want to do next? And I was wasted. And I was like, we should do <laughs> a show called The White House where we make white rappers move to the South Bronx and learn about hip hop. <laughs> oh, they said, great. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so... That led to this reality show called The White Rapper Show, where we got a, a warehouse in the Bronx converted. Who did the graffiti? Who did graffiti? Everybody. I got Days. Wow. Chino, right? Chino. Everybody. I, everyone I knew had, had them come down and paint the place. So it, it had this authentic, authentic like Bronx kind of flavor to it. 
And all these rappers, eight rappers from around, eight Caucasian rappers from around oh, the I, world. I was fucking with that kid. Um, 100 Proof. 100 Proof, yeah. yeah. So, 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 the, so they, they moved proof. in? or They moved in, and then they had to do these challenges. They were competing for 100 grand. But at the end of each episode, they literally had an hour based on, like, okay, go write a rhyme about this. They'd have to go in a room we called the Ice Chamber, ice which chamber. was like a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to write rhymes and then perform the rhyme. Like, that shit's not easy, bro. No, it's <laughs> not at all. No. So, and there was a spinoff, female, uh, female rap spinoff, uh, right? Miss Rap Supreme. Right. Yeah. And, and, so. and what did you do? So how did that pan out? A season or how long? Well, the first season did extremely well, right? right. And, and there's a, a rapper named Haystack. Do you remember him? Yeah. I remember yeah. the big dude. He was like a big Bubba dude. Haystack. Bubba Haystack. Yeah. No, Haystack. Yeah. Isn't he from? Um, Haystack. Haystack. Isn't from Haystack. Down south. Down south. So, down south. No, is he down south or is he from? I think he's, he's from, from the, the south. No, he's from oh, the south. south. Georgia, so, Georgia. Georgia. Haystack. So all these white rappers were pissed off about the show. Why? Like, I fucking hate that <laughs> show. Yo, but I'll be on it, though. But yo, fuck that show, bro. Sounds like New York hardcore. So Haystack was threatening Search right. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Why Haystack? Because he lost. He, yeah, he got a. He got one of those surgeries. Gastric, lost all gastric. gastric. He was. He was threatening Search, right? And he doesn't understand. Search li- is living in, Destro- in Detroit and is connected to some real, you know, individuals yeah. Right. Yeah. who could give a fuck about this. Could really <laughs> put the pain on him. And so eventually, you know, Haystack came around and it got smoothed out. And then right. eventually he said he wanted to be on the show. So all these white rappers are like, yo, your show sucks. But, yo, I'll be on there. I'll fuck you. <laughs> so then there was a new president at VH1. And he was like, well, you know, we have to cater to the audience, which is all women. So, you oh, know. So we did so Miss Rap Supreme. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> go, go, go. So we did Miss Rap Supreme. <laughs> and, you know, um, those if we got those numbers today, yeah, like they'd be fucking blowing me and flying me around the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. right? But right. back then those numbers weren't that great because white rapper we were doing like 1.8 million viewers, wow. it was a big deal. So what, what rappers? What rappers were on the show? That like, name some rappers on, on that show. That you remember? Brand Nubian. Um, Bushwick Bill, Bushwick Bill. So you bring these guys on as what was their what judges? Was, they were like judges. They were judges. You know, okay, okay. Um, it was sort of like America's Got Talent, right? But but not live, you right? Know, they, oh, I they, see. They right. had all these challenges. Reality right. show, right? You know yeah, reality I mean? show. But but we also it was entertaining. But I liked know, it. But you know, anything I do, I try to use it as a way to have a bigger conversation about things. So Persia, sure. who was a white rapper from Rockaway, who's you know she grew up in the hood, but she happens to be white and she uses what, the N word. What, what, what was she? She was something else. Man. She was like Middle Eastern. Yeah, you just uh, said he's per- she, she oh, Her was- name was Persia. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't fully know, but her name was Persia. Okay. I'm right. She might be Iranian, she might be Persian. Right. I don't know what the fuck. Either way, she's on Armenian, a show. Whatever. She's on a show called the White Rapper Show and she liked to use the N-word. So we did this thing where we made her wear this <laughs> this heavy ass chain. This it weighed like 30 pounds. It said N-word and she had to wear that shit for days and oh then my like God. It opened up a conversation about the word and who can right. and who and shouldn't you're, say listen, it and whatever, whatever. Can I talk to you about... That's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, man. no, no. He's, he's, he's supposed to do a documentary about that. Been working on that, but people are scared. No, I'm not scared, bro. I know you're not scared of the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how he was going to pull off this podcast and not, and not go... No, I'm, I'm very, very articulate. Latinos love the N-word. Yeah, they do, huh? Only special Latinos have African blood in them. That's right. <laughs> Huh? Only special Latinos <laughs> with African blood in them. But you look at where America is, you know. <laughs> people can say we remix the word, right? But look at yeah. look at where we are in American history. Like motherfuckers really want to bring slavery back. That's so you want to fucking still call yourself? No, you want to no. call yourself that shit? Because no. they're ready to make you a slave. I'm ready to kill. Like someone. for real. I'm ready to kill every white person out here. Well, I'm saying if, if, if I, I don't, to, I don't, I don't know if, if that's I the have, way to go. If I if I have to, gotta work with white people. Listen, I know. Listen, but if I had to. 
That's what the difference between me and a lot of people. A lot of rappers or hardcore guys say, "This, I'm ready to do this. Or, yeah, if this is the... Then they're scared to death. I'm, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. If I say, hey, Sasha, don't worry. We're going to walk into the office and I'm going to chop someone's head off for you. I'm chopping someone's head off for you. Right, but we don't need to go I, there. No, I, I'm saying, I, I but, think but, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> no, it's that slippery slope. It's, 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 it's called a lot of people... A lot of people nowadays are just pussy. And I just want to say well, a lot of people I talk. Think, I, say, I think people are addicted to the internet. That's why you have this mass yeah. murderer the other day yeah. who's, who's on Facebook. Yeah. Like, writing what he's doing. That's why this shit is evil. It is evil. Well, I think... Uh, it's listen, the most evilest thing in the world. And and, and not to bring in what we talk, discussed before, but uh, what's happened is the internet gives a lot of people a platform that normally would not have such a platform. And it's sort of... It makes. But does it, 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 I'm asking this question. You guys, both as creators of, of, of entertainment, music, and arts, and film, when someone says something to you on the internet, and they know that they, 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 it's, it's something hurtful and, 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 and something personal, does it bother you? Well, you know, for instance, I'm a big fan of the New York Hardcore Chronicles. This gentleman interviewed yeah. me. Very, yeah. very nice, right? I felt yeah. honored. Yes. So someone doesn't write their name, but write some greasy shit. Yeah. But I figured out it was my old friend Air, Larry, Wait, right? Air wrote something about yeah, you? Yeah, wrote some greasy shit about really? him. Wait, 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 wait. I'm racist, oh, like, racist? No, 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 no. Like how I bit off of him or oh, whatever. Because uh, I, did, I did the Peace Book, right? On, me and Chino did this thing called Peace Book. People going to get mad he, no matter what. He did some zine that I fucking forgot about. That had, you know, drawings in them. So he's telling me, I'm not even thinking about this motherfucker. He's telling me that I'm biting off of him or some right, shit. But, right, so, 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 do you know what you do to get back, get back at that? Tell the story about Rel T A Seven puts hair in the face. Let him finish. Wait, wait, hold on. Tell, why don't you tell that story? No, no, no. no but, but, <laughs> but, but here's the. So here's the point. This is a guy who stayed in my house. I know. This is a guy who got his fucking nose busted open by someone that I took to my home. Took him to the hospital. My mother gave him soup. He's staying in my house. He never told me he was doing graffiti zine. I'm doing graffiti, graffiti zine. One day he's like, oh, yo, check this out. I'm doing a zine. Whatever. I don't care, right? But, like, I'm a fucking 40-something-year-old man. I don't fuck with the internet like that. You're no. going to go and write some stupid right. shit, right? You won't even leave your name. But then when I call you, you out, it bothers that's you. why I don't fuck with the internet. It bothers you. So I don't fuck with the internet. It, dude, I know you've been going through a lot of stuff because a lot, well, a lot of people it, hate on you. I, I, mean, I mean, part of the dip, Sasha, Sasha's not on the internet. I'm all over yeah. the internet. You know, I have the I created the New York Hardcore Chronicles page that has almost a hundred thousand people on it. Yeah. You know, and it's become in a lot of ways sort of a, a network and a big go to yeah. sort of place. Like when we do the Jimmy G benefit, when we yeah. have the Todd thing, I post. And it's, you get, you and, get and, haters. You get haters. And, Look, people, I get haters. That happens all the time. But my my attitude, first and foremost, out of the gate, is I love everybody. Yeah, I do, I do. If somebody wants to carry on like a fucking clown with a fucking red nose on and, and goofy shoes. And you know who those people are. Yo, whatever, man. And, and, because it's, it's, because it's the balance, of course it's, it's sad. Of course it's sad, but it goes back to what I said before is what's happened now with the internet is it, it's not about your results and what you've done. It, everyone has a fucking, everyone has a, a, a platform now. So someone in, in their mother's basement that's, you know, never done a thing can talk out the side of their neck to someone that's, you know, really out there busting hump and, and, yep. and doing a lot of shit. So, I, you know, it doesn't, like I said, if you're going to be in this game, if yeah. you're going to be in the New York hardcore game, if you're going to be in the cre in, 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 in the graffiti thick, thick in the graffiti skin, game, you better have a strong fucking chin. Yeah. But the thing is, we're going to take a 10-minute break. 
because I because I go to the bathroom and stuff like that, and or, or go back to Oak and Crow buy 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 <laughs> the, the coffee. But listen, guys, well, no, matter, no matter listen, no matter what, that shit hurts. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Someone says people talk about my brother and, and stuff like that, personal shit. Who? But who and why? Yeah, who, who, the graffiti you writers. Like, listen, I, knew, you I knew that guy. He I was know. a sweet guy. I know you that. didn't know him. I, they, I know they didn't know him, but still, they say stuff. They say stuff to bother. I know, but I can't stop. I can't stop the car and get out and fucking scrap with every single person right. that talks out that's, the side of their neck. That's, that's, that's I'm a, doing. I'm doing exciting things that I love doing. As a street person, me. And that's the right. one thing I got. I know it's back. But listen, right. I, I know it's hard for you. I understand. I stop that. every day. Every day, in this, in this, every day in my, my life, I wake up. I'm noticed by at least three people. Like Danny Diablo, I love your music. That's the only thing that keeps me going. But it's like if one of those persons said that, like, like, like the way I stop and talk to my fans. If someone said, "Hey, fuck your, your blah blah blah," I'm gonna smash their face. And that's the one thing that I can't like. It's, it's, it's but it's not worth it. I know it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. But it, it eats me when I'm home. I understand. But, he's like, like, but like go, as, 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 I know, I know you had this transcend. But go into what he's saying. Like, right, he, this guy's on the internet. I do all kinds of shit, I know. right? Yeah. It's not even enough. People are on the internet talking shit who haven't done anything. That's right. That, right? And then people That's have right. shut, such short attention spans. You can yeah. do, I can do an eight-part Wu-Tang series. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, no one's going to give a fuck. Right. So all I can do is just keep doing what I'm doing. I know. And people can stay home hating. Absolutely. The last time I saw Air, he was riding a BMX shirt, bike with no shirt on. Like two years ago. On that note, we're going to say out of here. Say one, say one thing, we're going to take a break. Right, right, and I'm not saying I'm all that, yeah. you know, and I'm better than. That's not what it's about. Listen, I, I make my art, yeah. you know, and my attitude about it is, and, and I kind of I kind of lifted this a little bit from something, not that I'm a big Andy Warhol, you know, yeah. fan, but I he read something that, that uh, he, he wrote something I saw that really resonated for me, and I kind of live my life. Uh, by this in a certain regard and he said go out and make great art and while people are out there criticizing your art yeah. go out and make more art thank you that's and that's the way i live my fucking life all right check this out two stone that's that's amazing so listen i want to take a break uh, people have to piss and stuff like that all right and then when we get back i want to we'll oh, we're end going, it with i want to talk about yeah, uh, the classic it. era of drew stone videos yes. a lot of our listeners have been right, asking about that so we'll be right back Yes, we're back. We're back. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we are human. Uh, we're just uh, getting have some really good stories here with Sasha and Drew. This is real cool because I, I, as I told people, episode number two has to be for smart people. Because <laughs> we got to, I, I'm going to try to dumb it down with, with Danny Diablo. You know? Listen, a lot of brainiacs in New York hardcore. Right. <laughs> Shout out to all my Astoria guys. Right. That's right. <laughs> Sniffing glue in Astoria Park under the fucking Sh bridge. Shout out to all the Astoria guys. Ditto, Astoria yeah. Lou, Jimmy X, Nandi, Mike Dijon, Mike Dijon. Listen, James fucking I got, Dijon. I got a shout out to uh, uh, this week in this oh, week in bullshit Going deep. This, this week in bullshit news. Uh, my boy Knight, I got uh, did a cartoon film. I got to shout him out. Um, that shit's dope. That's just dope. Uh, right now, I just want to listen. I want to talk to you about, you know me through when you first met me I, from the Biohazard era. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, talk, I can, let's talk about I want that. to talk about the Biohazard era, especially for someone like me, because my generation and younger huh? views that era as just like, especially specifically that video has huh? just created a very ignorance, crazy aesthetic for us. Ignorance. It was just, it was unreal. I mean, my, my, my brother, my older brother, shout out to my older brother, John, uh, had, had this VHS 
of a Roadrunner cassette of VHS that had mm-hmm. all the videos on yeah, it, yeah. and it had like that Biohazard video, man. And we would watch that thing like crazy. And Onyx Slam was, like I said, and I didn't think I'd ever sit across from the dude who did that. Well, so I just, from your perspective to my generation, I'd love to hear that just come together in the. Well, I think I think that it was a very special time, and, and I look I look at it. It was the golden age of music videos, where where anything went. You know, you could you could really um, come up with any kind of crazy or stage co- diving off a bridge. It's yeah, like, <laughs> like let, let's go. At, you know, and no. and you you could do anything. And um, really, when we did the Biohazard Punishment video, how much was the budget? You guys have big money. Yeah, we got to know the budget. Wait, hold on. Let's, let's, let's say nowadays you get a video for fucking thousand bucks, five hundred dollars. You know what? Back I'm, tem- day, I'm tempted much? to say, listen, how much? I, it's a long time ago, but I'm almost how tempted much? to say that the budget for biohazard punishment. 300. No, I think it was like 18 grand. Really? That's it? 18,000? That's, that's it? I, I, don't, I, I don't remember, honestly. Wow. That seems low. Yeah, maybe I don't, rem- I don't remember. Uh, for some reason. That's, maybe- the, that's the Jew in you, don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> It was. I, I really don't remember, but 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 keep in mind that was the first one we did, and things started rolling. How out. much? And how did that? Oh, sorry. How did that come together? You did you have a concept for the video with Biohazard? Did you get together with like? How did that all come together? The just the whole aesthetic. Well, a, lo- of the- a lot of a lot of the the vision, the concept was the vision of the director Paris Mayhew that, that was in the Chromags. Um, but what happened with, with, with Biohazard at the time, I got to say this about Biohazard. I saw Biohazard a couple years before that at CBGB's, and I didn't think they were very good. It was like two long hairs, two skinheads. I was like, I was like, yeah, I get it. Damn. You know, nothing. It was at a matinee. You know, in a way, it was, I, I didn't think it was very good, you know. Um, but perseverance pays off, and they worked hard, and, um, you know, they got a lot better. And um, by the time we did the punishment video... Uh, you know, they, they were really on a roll and, and they really, they really spoke to not only hardcore kids, but they spoke to metal kids yeah, right. and they really, crossover. Yeah, they really, really, I, and a lot of people don't in the shifting sands of time, yeah. don't give biohazard credit, but they, they, they opened the door for a lot of bands I, and, and, and that punishment video, when we did it. Um, played on Headbangers Ball for 14 weeks in a row. No, they they were. Which, 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 I'm gonna tell you something right now, and I'm gonna say this from me, as a, as a, being a little kid and going on tour with Sick with All, Sheer Terror, and Biohazard, and Fear Factor fact, Factory. Yep. I went on tour with, with those guys, uh, Sick with All too. And I want to say, like a lot of people, I know people have this beef, something, but Billy Biohazard, uh, uh, Bobby. Yeah. I love you, Bobby. I love you, Billy. Uh, Evan, even Evan, I love you too. All these guys, I know people have beef with, they, they, they take sides, but those guys were always good to me. And they always, when I got stabbed up and I was in the hospital, they all, they visited me. Yep. Uh, I'm just saying, I got shout out. I, I have a love for those guys because I really love the first record. I like, you know, that's to me. That's, but everything, I, I love for them. That's everything you've heard about, like the way love we did that video is true. I mean, we, we fucking went up onto the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, and we didn't have a permit for it. And, you know, back then you could pull shit like that off. Yeah. And we went up there and, and uh, you know, it was also a different time. Right. You know, this was pre-9-11 and right, everything. Right, right, But we, we went up there, I think, if, if I remember correctly, it was like we, we went up there like on a Sunday morning-ish. And we, and, and we went and did all that, you know, and, and it was like, it's iconic. Yeah, I it's mean, crazy. I mean, that, that imagery. And I think... What Biohazard did and what that video did was it inspired a lot of people to go out and start their own bands yeah, yes, and, totally. do their, and do their own thing. And a lot of people saw that and said, 
wow, if these guys can do it, I think I can do it too. And a lot of people were in the punishment video, whether it was Isaac or Freddie. Yeah, there's a lot of New York hardcore Freddy, dudes in that or, video. Or, or Kevin Bulldoze oh, or God. Roger yeah. or, or the oh, subject. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in that video. We did a piece of the graffiti yep, piece, yep. too, remember? And, and, and New York hardcore. It's like a time capsule almost. It too, really you know? is. Yeah, it's cool. It, it, it really is. And I must. I have to say that that rolled into the Onyx Slam video. So do you think, did they had they seen that video first and then approached you to do the Onyx? Or you... Yeah, it's the same. It was the same company. Yeah, it's awesome. it, it was. It was uh, Biohazard was managed by Rush Management. Ru Rush up? Management managed Onyx. And, and then hold on, all, all these else. videos when we had that run there, they were all linked together. Biohazard Punishment, Onyx Slam, Biohazard Shades of Grey. Jam Master Then we did Run the Onyx. Then we did Run the MC. Ooh, what you gonna do? Right. With the Onyx guys in it. Then then we did another. Then we did Onyx Shifty. Then we did Biohazard fucking you know uh, Bionics. Version. It was almost like the cinematic universe. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> like six videos that we did. that yeah, were all sick. linked together in that in that in that era, and it was it was it was a golden time. It was a very special True. time. So Jam Master J. Signed Onyx and produced Onyx stuff. Now, Jam Master J was, was good, best friends with Steve LaBelle for Queens, who used to hang out with Lash and all the KC guys. Now, the KC guys used to watch Run DMC perform in, uh, right by St. John's University up, up in uh, Union Turnpike, and uh, Frankie and Johnny's a little bar that Steve LaBelle owns. Now, in the bar, all the, for the, we used to go down, all of us, to meet the, the, the KC guys, lashing them. And, and, we, and since we were in the hardcore scene, they like hardcore metal, we used to slam and everything. So that's how they got slammed. They got, basically, those dudes, like, like these motherfuckers are crazy because, like, the, 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 the Giants <laughs> used to be the, the, the bouncers at, at the Run DMC show. The, 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 and they used to be like, watch a slam. And that's how they got to. Shout Yo, to Sue LaBelle. Let me say that also, uh, for me, uh, as a filmmaker, uh, one of, I think one of the, my highlights and, uh, for me was doing the Run DMC video. For someone, like I said, that went to public school in New York City, Run DMC was... My world. Was, My world, too. I mean, I was going to public. Happy birthday, I was Run. going to public high school in the Bronx when Rappers Delight came out, and when Run DMC started doing their stuff. So to be able to work with them in a creative capacity, uh, it, uh, it was really to me. Look, when I look back on 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 it, uh, it, it was it was heavy. That's know? awesome. Yeah. What's up, Sasha? Hi. And that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. What's up? Was, Run DMC in your world? Uh, yeah. I mean, growing up in Queens. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everything, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they brought it all together in ways that people hadn't before that. And, you know, I remember, you know, knowing Isaac and, you know, me and Isaac were actually in a band in high school. <laughs> tell them, tell them, tell them what's up. <laughs> tell them, tell these motherfuckers what's up. With a band called 5 5 B. With Harry from 25 to Life. Yes, it, it, On it, drums. It, really? His, yes. In his garage. No shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow, I didn't know Harry, I didn't know Harry had that lineage. Oh, Harry, so Harry was good friends with my brother, too. Yeah. So, and what, we named the band Sluggo. Sluggo. And then, then we named it 5 0. 5 0. I know that's not a good look for Isaac to call it. Five <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the band never went anywhere right? beyond the garage. <laughs> but the thing is, like Sasha, if people look at us, they, they like like uh, I love Sasha because I love Sasha. You mean it's cool that yo? Know, it's like I'm who I am. You're who you're. We always will be who we are. But it's like it's crazy that that through music we we uh, we got out there through our arts and people know who it's up through our arts. That's crazy. Man. Well, that's what's cool about, I mean, basically hardcore and graffiti, it's just 
a bunch of dysfunctional people creating a community. <laughs> right. Because if you're into hardcore or graffiti, you're already fucked, fucked up. Fucked yeah. up. Yeah. There's you're something wrong with you, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But that's where, but see, but that's where it's like the internet and like people yeah. getting older, like, you can still be into hardcore and be older. Or you can still be into graffiti. But if you're still on the shit that you were on when you were fucking 17 yeah, yeah. in right. hardcore graffiti, you're still mad. You're still talking shit <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> like, it's sad. You're still fucked up. Yeah. Like, for me, graffiti, dude, I got to go to graduate school of journalism at Columbia KC, University. Yes. That's dope. I got paid. I got paid to go to Columbia on the strength of my knowledge of graffiti. Wow. How dope amazing. is that? Okay? Graffiti has been good to me. Yes. Like, it taught me marketing. It taught me branding. Yes. It taught me identity. It, it taught me uh, networking and politicking. I learned a lot. There's a lot that you can get from graffiti, right? Yes. But it's like if you're still holding on to what you got from graffiti when you're 15 and you're like 58. A beating from my mother? It's sad. Well, I think, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think that part of it is that there has to be, there has to be a progression in some regard. Yeah. And, and I think what we have and to bring it back to the internet thing is you have a lot of people that go on about back in the day and all that shit yeah. and, and, and they sort of it's like a big fish story they're stuck in the it's past it's almost like they're rewriting or they're, yeah. they choose to rewrite well, their own history or, as they or, or we could call it they're Stalinizing history right, right, right. In, in, a cer- <laughs> in a certain regard yeah. but they go on and on about what happened you know in the A7 or what happened in, in the golden era you know, in, in the early days of graffiti and, yeah. and, and, and they're sort of they're sort of stuck Stuck there. I'm, and, I'm still here. Well, you're right, still here. We're, we're, right, we never right. left. Right, and and I think that part of it is, you know, it, there has to be a forward progression in some right. regard, or or else you're like, yeah. or else you're like an island, and and yo, like, like, and one thing that really bothers me is when you have some of these some of these people that go on and on about, you know, back in the day I was there and you weren't, and yeah. and this and that, and I fucking hate that yeah. shit. You know, no, listen, uh, listen. like, you know what I mean? Get up, get out and, and get, you know, you know, the, the, these are the good times. I mean, everybody who knows the first thing I ask everybody is what you're working on now. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know that I, yeah. to me, I've done a laundry list of things, but if I can't tell you the most relevant thing I've done in the past four months or three months, then what's the point? Um, so I agree with you guys. I think a lot of times too, uh, again, oh, from oh, my oh. generation, just being the younger one, a lot of stuff gets rewritten. And gets either the cool, per, you know, somebody wasn't cool, but they were a great band to get written out, this or that. So I, I always appreciate things like this where people come back in and, and sort of open it up to tell people the stories about, about how things And work. you look at you, when I first met you, you look at you, you think, oh, so look at the white kid. First of all, this kid's Cuban. That's True. First of all. Both my parents from Cuba. So this kid, it, it, yep. it's smart as fuck. He did Thanks, everything himself. Zach. No, he, listen, like this guy worked for Jamie Josta, and as I said before, like this guy held it down, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> he held it down. Like, I don't know anything about computers. I don't know anything about fucking sound scans. This guy taught me all that shit, bro. Thank well, you. you know, it, it goes back to, like, in the world of graffiti, if you're, like, a lesser known or you're not, you're called a toy, right? Right. But the thing is, <laughs> you, you, can't have, you can't have kings and queens if there aren't a kingdom of toys to, like, admire your Fact. work yeah. or Fact. aspire toy, to. Toy so, killer. So it's like, yeah, I was a toy, so what? Yeah, I fucking you know how much I learned. You know, you know how I've surpa- surpassed some so-called kings. Like, right. it it doesn't matter. No, it's, it did, doesn't matter how everything. well think, known you are. It's about like, what are you about? What are you able to learn from this subculture that's going to enrich your life and yeah. enrich the lives of people around you? Absolutely, Fact. and and I think it, it reverts back to community and culture, and and being a part of that fabric, you know, is, is what's important. 
You know, different people bring different things to the party, and that's what makes the whole. And that's what I, I feel makes the New York hardcore scene what it is. And that's, you know, now I don't have that much experience in, in the graffiti thing. Good for you. You know, you know <laughs> you're better, you're better <laughs> off. Wait, wait, I know, but, but, but I've certainly, I, I've cer- I certainly feel your pain, brother. <laughs> but you know what? Stop, you, in, in your documentary, in the hardcore, well, yeah. you, you, you painted me as like a villain of fighting, destroying people in graffiti. Like, you, like, like, well, that's like, not true. You painted <laughs> No, listen. It's not. It's a lie. <laughs> no, but listen. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. No, 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 listen. I'm, Fake news. I'm going to say that I did a lot more than that. Listen, was, it I'm, came I'm, out of your fucking mouth, bro. I, 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 I didn't but, do a ventriloquist act. But it was like other people's mouths too. But the thing is like, I think art to me, listen, I know I'm a crazy fuck, but... I'm a, I'm an artist, well, at least bro. That's I, I'm, I'm artist. Look, I'm an artist. I think that art is the most important thing. That I think all kids should be taught art. I, I think agree. That, that I think I love the fact that that that, that the art programs that we should put more money into art programs for these kids. Of course, because like it, it, people, all, all this fucking weird shit. People hate people because of the the gender, the race, the religion. It's all bullshit, man. You mean like it's, that, I'm just trying to say that like thank God. Thank God for gay people. Thank God for fucking art. Thank God for there's more beauty in, in the world today because of that. You mean that that segment, the the spray paint the wall segment of the New York Hardcore Chronicles film, had such a, a great response overall. It was to, I, I, to, but, to but so I, many people that really didn't understand anything about the graffiti world. People came to me and said, "Yo, you should just make a whole film about that." Not that I'm going there, but 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 it, uh, for a lot of people, that segment, yeah, which both you guys were in, really broke down a lot of the basics, so the layman can understand really how the mechanics of graffiti and hard and hardcore work. People love uh, uh, that whole film. Yeah. People fucking love, love that you segment. Know, you know, it's just, it's funny. Uh, I do music also, but uh, <laughs> but with that with that segment, I, I, you know what? It's, I was like, I was like, oh shit! I'm really they they look at me like a fucking animal. But then again, it's like I was an animal, and and and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of cool to see other people talk about how crazy I was and how, how good my fighting. But here's the were. funny here's the funny thing, right? I know him before all of this shit. Yeah, that's right? that's crazy. And so yeah. before all, all these organizations <laughs> really formed, right? I, I was hanging out. Yeah. Right? You knew him as his, by his government issued name. Right. But, but, but there's still organizations <laughs> being formed, right? right. <laughs> Alliances. So right. I'm, a, I'm with some of the members of the organization. It's myself, this gentleman, oh MQ, God. and <laughs> NARC. It's a turning point in my life. Tell, like, tell about the right? turning point in your life. Right turning now. point in my life. So tell. we're doing a little graffiti. On, on 8th Street, <laughs> not far from Electric Ladyland Studios, uh-huh. home of Jimi Hendrix. And then we're surrounded by, you know, 35 Latino gentlemen. <laughs> um, of course, he's excellent. You know, just I'm just t- painting a picture. Right, right. And, um, Setting the table. You know, they were graffiti writers, too. I was the biggest one. Dude just come up, just walked up and punched me in my mouth. Like, <laughs> Out of nowhere, wait, right? And what, wait, thank but God wait, he did that. Because you know why? Wait, you got out of that lifestyle. Right? I got punched in the face. And then one dude comes <laughs> up like, yo, bro, I know him, bro. And I'm like, yeah, you you could have stopped it. <laughs> but you did it. <laughs> Who was right? that guy? Who was that guy? That's a, well, I'll, I'll get to that. So, <laughs> I get punched in the face, right? The back of my tooth is chipped. Ugh. We're about to be surrounded by all these dudes. Stabbed. And then the cops came. <laughs> right? So I walked to the R train. I was like, yo, 
I'm not built for this shit. <laughs> I kept I, going. I, I'm not built for this. And then so then that dude who said, "Yo, bro, you could have stopped it." Yeah. He lived in my neighborhood, and me and my friend Rom Timothy, rest in peace. Rest in peace, sir. Good guy. We ran into him on the train, and it, it, he it was funny because I went to his house, and he was dipping behind. Car. We were gonna really hurt him, but that's crazy. But, but I saying, was never built for that. I didn't know Narc was in the mix like that earlier. Yes. Night. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was, so so basically, Sasha said, "I'm not. I became the gang member. That, that's like the movie. I became no, a gang member. I'm, I'm, he, no. the thing. I'm saying that's the turning point. Right? Turning point in career. I'm saying kids. organizations kids. were formed. <laughs> I went a different way. No, in the movie, yo, in the movie, like Ditto, dude, dude, yo, yo, you got the camera looks back at each other. He's walking towards a nice like, neighborhood. Like, You're like, on the train, like, no man, come on. Listen, peace, Sasha. See you tomorrow." I'm catching tags, stabbing people. That's it. Punch me in my face. We're good. <laughs> Peace out. I'm not built hey, for this. And tell me, MQ, what was MQ doing? What was he doing? Yeah, he was catching the tag. MQ yeah, was Yeah, he was writing graffiti. It was his beep. Was, 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 hey, I, got, I got punched in the face for MQ. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm good, guys. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> hey, you know, you know uh, getting a, one big, not to go back to this again, but getting MQ on camera oh my God. is... is uh, was really a coup d'etat, and people he really people ask me like out of everyone you've interviewed is that real in all my films whether it's you know the Alago film with Cindy Lauper and the Metallica yeah. guys or the Harco film people say yo Drew Stone like what what is the what interview really meant the most to you and I say without a doubt MQ wow because <laughs> awesome. I mean, that because that to me I know how much gravity. <laughs> I know how much gravity is uh, involved. With, I mean, in the, involved with that. New York hardcore brain surgeons. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have to say right now, MQ is one of the illest graffiti writers in the world. Yo. I'm, I'm glad he's and, my best friend, my I, brother. I, I love I, you, MQ. Love you. Shout out to MQ. Shout out to MQ. For killing yeah. the whole fucking world. Yo, I tell, I'll tell you, writer. DMS, uh, yo. A, a quick DMS, nigga. <laughs> I said that word. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. Whoa. Really, do we really need to go there? We made MQ. it almost to the end, oh, too, man. Saying. It was almost to the just end. Just say ninja. All right? I can't oh, say brother. that. Brother. 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 I said brother. Wu-Tang guys say brother I say brother now. Do right? they? Is that right? Brother? Yeah, when they do their rhymes, yeah. they'll say brother. They won't say the N-word. For real? Really? Method Man doesn't curse anymore so, in his rhymes. What? Whoa. He doesn't curse in his rhymes anymore. You, so, better, oh, ramp, you better ramp up your game, son. Listen, listen. From now on... I'm gonna try my best, motherfucker. Stop it! I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. Listen, in my listen, I'm gonna try my best. I love you the way you are, bro. Don't right? change, please. But I can't say ninja because the, the, the juggalos say that. Do they? That should instead really... of the N word. Yes, I did. Well, good for them. <laughs> At least I, they're progressive. I, I did. I, I bet no one thought respect that Sasha Jenkins was gonna shout out to the juggalos. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, no. When we did the White Rapper show, we went to the Juggalo's headquarters. Well, tell, you got to tell us that. With Search, and he got emotional. What, he wait. was like... Search did? Yeah, because they had like a whole warehouse full of shirts. They yeah. had their own internet yeah. radio and all Yo, I did, I did, I did yeah. like... No, those guys are... I did a like, video for them. He's like, I've never... Hip-hop, I never thought hip-hop would get to this. I, I, this is a... a, a I, I, but he, <laughs> he was choked up. Wow. <laughs> Yo, their shit. Yo, the fucking Juggalos. No, that oh, ha Hatchet yeah. Records or whatever. Yo, I did. No, no, it's um, it's um, ICP. not Hatchet Shout Records. ICP. It's um, Psychopathic. Psychopath. Shout out to Psychopathic Psycho Records. Psycho shout out to DJ Clay. Shout out to fucking Mars. Shout out to Force Five Records. Yo, all the Juggalos worldwide. I shout out to a place that homie. I did an ICP video, and then I and then I went out on tour with them, and, and I gotta tell you, they're the first fucking band that I ever saw. They were in a certain way, they were slick. 
they bootlegged their own shit. Yeah. Like, we went out on this big tour. I we, do that all the time. It, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was ICP Biohazard doing... They, wouldn't, they weren't doing arenas. They were doing parking lots because they wouldn't let them in the arena because they spray all the soda, right? Or the Fago so, so they were setting they up... They own that. They were setting they up... Own they own Fago. They were setting up big stages, you know, big fuck Riverport Amphitheater... It, yo, Biohazard went out with them in the Midwest. It was bananas. What was Do you know what year that was? It was year? 90... That's crazy, man. Eight, they, they, used to, they, used to, they used to put the ads in Eagle Trip, remember? Yep. But let me say this, is that they bootlegged their own shit because they already struck the deal with the record label who put the shit in the stores. They went out and bootlegged their own shit and sold it at the shows... Cutting out that's the f- amazing, and they sold so I never I've T-shirt. never seen anything I've never seen any any merchandise like this in my life gangster yeah, yeah that's amazing also there's, there's other guys so uh, let's hear it for the white boys <laughs> a lot of those guys are like uh, there's another camp called uh, what the guys were twisted twisted right and twisted. Nice they to were them. on the tour too they, 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 they were on the, the tour also now they had the, they, these guys are beefing with each other but Gmo Ski shout to Gmo Ski shout out to Gorilla Voltage shout out to uh, Kung Fu Vampire Is, oh, there's a whole Twisted beefing with yeah, ICP yeah, yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Because even on that tour, yeah, ICP can. was treating Twisted like they were like... Yes, little, like that's, that's, what, that's what happens. Pardon the expression, little red-headed stepchildren. That's <laughs> fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever called me that in my life. <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah. Uh, that, listen, th- my thing is this. That, like, uh, like I, I'm trying to... Like, a lot of those uh, uh, juggle guys love love my music because it's a hardcore, whatever. I'm trying... Some some people some some I can get in some some I can't. It's just like I'm from a different world. You know what I mean I'm from Queens. I'm a street guy, so it's a little crazy when a guy talks to me in paint and shit. I bug out a little bit. I'm like, yo, you know look, I mean? man, I don't dress up for Halloween or any of that shit. So I can't get down with no makeup. It's I'm too serious for it. But I. I, I, I totally get you. But, you, uh, but shout out to all those those MCs because those some of those motherfuckers can rap. They can really fucking rap. They're dope. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't. Even, when we got a call to do the video, I didn't even know who the fuck they were. And then I'm like, what clowns at rap? And I'm like, I don't know. And then they said, yo, we got this amount of money to do like, the video. Do I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm right, 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 right. bet. And then we went to Detroit to do it. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. That's amazing. Shout out to King Gordy and Bizarre, too. So with that said, we're going to get ready to wrap up. Uh, Diablo's done episode number See, two. See, this so. is uh, this is really I, I really want to sit sit down and have Jay speak a little bit more because I just want to get the creative flows from you. That's why I was like, all right, let me sleep. because I'm like, like, come on, you're like, like I'm very well, happy. Both you guys. Well, thanks for having spoke us. Your mind. I just yeah, yeah definitely. I just want a, bi- a big thank you to Sasha and Drew for joining us on I love, episode I love, two. I love, I love both of you. you know yeah, that, right? we love you, bro. So I Sasha, you. I love you. Let's go. Uh, likewise, look I, out, look out for my four part Wu Tang. I was just gonna uh, say yes, uh, yes. Look out for tell me what you want. I'm looking go forward ahead. to so that. So Sasha's not on socials, but Sasha, tell us. I know on, on Netflix you have some amazing content that we can check out. Yeah, Rapture on Netflix. Fresh dressed. Showtime, uh, Showtime on demand's got a bunch of your stuff yep, right this now. This gentleman too. has a wonderful film. Again, shout it out. No, you shout out your shit. You first. go here uh, first. <laughs> you're, you're not getting off the hook. You're not getting off the hook. I'm not. And then uh, more Jewish. Look out for Wu Tang four part. Four part. part and when's that coming out? When's that coming out? Sometime next year. Can't say. Which I just network. caught the little YouTube uh, clip that they put out, and it was. It was it's really not. That's cool. some. That's some other thing that Sony did. This is a whole other thing. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And then, Drew, I know you got uh, Hardcore Chronicles uh, 1.5. I got, I got the world premiere of the New York Hardcore Chronicles. Plug so that one, for us 1. a little 1. bit. 1.5. Um, you know, Sasha's in it. Uh, 
Isaac's in it. Well, no, it, am, it, I, am, I, am I talking about music? Or are you yeah, you're just talking about dumb shit like usual. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I got my goon in this but, one. <laughs> it's more. It's no, not so, no, not so much, but more of the same. All right. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's going. It's coming out December 9th. There's a big. Um, yeah, plug the show. There's a big uh, premiere at, at Brooklyn Bazaar. I'm doing a Q and A. A moderating Q and A with uh, Walter from Gorilla Biscuits. And, yes, uh, Walter. Walter. Yep. And Jay Peter from Mind Force. And um, my for- my force. <laughs> and John from Candiria. And Jeff and Rage. Jeff and Rage. And we're having some bands play. Crippled, Crippled Urn, uh, Enziguri, Silence Equals Death. I'm doing the. Uh, nice guys. I'm in the new video. Yep. I'm doing the C in Red uh, Minor Threat thing. And, uh, and, and Rage is playing. Uh, in the meantime. And where can we catch you on social media? Uh, where can people keep up with you? Uh, well, the New York Hardcore Chronicles is, is on, on Facebook. Um, Drew Stone, I'm on Facebook and Stone Films NYC on Instagram. And if you if you have Netflix, check out who the fuck is that guy? Michael the fabulous Lago. journey of Michael Lago. And if you have Amazon, you know, catch my other bullshit. How can they buy? There. How can they buy the DVD right now if they want it? Of what? Of the, the Chronicles. Oh, the, New- the original New York Hardcore Chronicles film? www.thenewyorkhardcorechroniclesfilm.com. Buy it right so now. So definitely check that out, <laughs> but guys. But all that shit, but yo, all that shit, all my films, all, f- all, all four of my films are on Amazon, iTunes, Great. Google Play, awesome. all that shit. Yeah. So guys, with that said, episode two is a wrap. Thank you so much. Thanks for, Thank the su- hey, thanks for the support, everyone out there. I just want to say... I really appreciate uh, the support as an independent filmmaker. It, it really inspires me and keeps me we going. We love you. We love And I also want to say that it's an honor to be able to do this with my friend Sasha Jenkins. Can, uh, can I say one thing? It's yes. an honor that I can have both of you guys sit across from me and just like really talk about your lives and your, your, your achievements and, your, and, and stuff you're going to do in the future. And thank you guys for coming down here. And I'm going to add to that in addition to uh, you know, Isaac letting me in with his friends. I feel so welcome. So thank you for sharing your stories with Love me. You, Jamie. Jamie. Don't, it's don't amazing. worry. They'll turn on you fast no, no. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I've you, been around long yo, enough to, to know. Mean, <laughs> yo, before you guys, if you need anyone in the game uh, that he knows about computers and all that, st- that, that, that stuff that I don't know about, this guy knows about. <laughs> All right, guys. So check us out. Di- DiabloZenPodcast.com. Sign Darryl. up for the email list. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes. Like, subscribe. All the good stuff. We love you guys. Death Star Inferno demo coming out soon. And Danny's got his new band, Death Star Inferno. We're going to talk about that Devils on episode Demons, three. Mars, Drop us a line records. on the website if you have any questions for us. We can't wait. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank Queens you so much. is the best. Love <laughs> you all. Peace. Oh, wait. Shout out real quick to Lord Jewish. DJ Lord, Lord Jewish. Jewish. We're running the one and twos in the back and keeping us going. Thank you. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.